0: with an answer for how we're going to feed these folks and buy their bread i want you to notice the paradox that's going on they didn't bring bread the disciples don't have their doctrine their bible knowledge with them they didn't bring it they're stammering around saying we can't do it but the folks that's coming up the hill the paradox is verse two said they came expecting a miracle so the visitors that has not been around Jesus all of this time, his disciples, the other people are expecting a miracle, and so they're giving all of this effort to come and follow him. The people who are following him that should be expecting a miracle, they're saying, we can't do it. It's, it says in one of the other Gospels, send them home. Don't ask me to try to come up with it. Send them home. Send them to the villages out around here so that they may have time To buy bread and get something to eat. And we know that this was a conversation that was carried on. Because in the original language it's in an imperfect tense. So it meant Jesus kept asking. And Philip kept giving different answers. Send them home. How am I supposed to do it? No. But if he had brought his bread along with him. The answer it says should have been. Well Jesus I now believe that you are the Messiah that you are the christ and i saw you take six water pots that were empty and fill them full of water and they drew it out and it was the best wine that anyone had ever tasted i saw a guy who sat for 38 years and couldn't walk and you said pick up your bed and arise and walk and he did so i am here expecting you to do something about this not me i'm nobody you're the christ It's, I'm looking to you to do this. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this situation. But that's not what he said. What did Philip come up with? If you look there, after a while, he finally said, You know what, Lord? We don't have any money, but even 200 denarii worth or penny worth of bread would not even begin to start to give these people something to eat. Wow. Philip is a lot like me. Because whenever I get into trouble with something and I face a conflict like that that looks impossible, I begin wondering how I can handle it instead of how he's going to handle it for me. Philip was saying, if I had 200 denarii, I couldn't even buy enough bread. And you say, that's not that much money. Well, it was to them because the denarii was a day's wage. So he's saying that 200 days' wages couldn't even begin to start. Now think about that. That's seven months' worth of pay. So think about what you make each month and times that by seven and think that that's not going to touch the surface. This is a big deal. And he should have been relying on Jesus to handle the situation and he says this isn't even going to touch it. But it says that Jesus said these things to him to test him. And that word to test there is the same word that's used for somebody who is an assayer. And if you'll remember back in the gold rush days, back in the 1800s, people went crazy for gold and they were all mining. And they had some real ore that would come in, but they also had something called fool's gold. And so you didn't want to pay good money for fool's gold, so they brought assayers into these towns who could set up shop. And test the metal to see what was inside of it. To see if it was real or if it was fool's gold. That's the word that's used here. Jesus was testing Philip to see what he was made of. To see what was on the inside. Do you have faith in me? Or do you lack that faith? Have you not learned yet? So he said this to test him. And while he was testing Philip... And telling him he can't do it, we have Andrew, bless his heart. Andrew, I love him because it never just says Andrew. It always says Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He's like the other guy, you know. So here comes Andrew, the other guy, Simon Peter's brother. And he's got a small child with him. And that small child has a lunch sack. He's the only one. All the adults didn't plan for this day's journey they didn't plan they didn't prepare but this little boy i wonder if he was a believer because he wanted to stay all day he brought his lunch with him and he had it and andrew spies him and brings him over to christ and he says here's a lad who brought five little barley cakes and two small fish and then notice in your text what he tags along with that he says But what are they among so many? You know, Philip had a practical unbelief. He's like, I've done the figures, we're in the red, and we're not going to be able to do it. Andrew has grabbed a little guy, and he says, what is so little among so many? You see, he's got a hopeless unbelief. He sees it, I've got a little bit, but it's still a hopeless situation. I'm not going to be able to handle it and so jesus about that time just says okay enough's enough i'm going to take over and so what he did was he made the disciples ushers and he said take your groups and get them into 50s and set them down and while they're getting organized and set down it says that jesus took what the little boy had and he offered up a blessing for it and i want you to think about that for a moment he took what the boy had and he was thankful for that little bit and praised God for that. You know what? We might only have a little bit. But let's praise God for what he's given us and not think, I need way more than this. This, What is this in life? No. Because what I find out is that if you give to Jesus what you have, he can bless that far above beyond anything that you can imagine he takes this little bit and it says i was humbled when it says he gave thanks for this little bit and he started breaking it off jesus uses prepared people he expects you to be prepared ask seek knock read you're getting prepared right now you are getting a message from God's word that says this is written so that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly so that's where we're going with this Jesus takes that little bit and I want you to know he was honored to use the little bit that the boy had Jesus could have said thanks lad for offering that but I'm going to show everybody a big miracle i'm going to rain manna down like i did for the moses generation out there in exodus i'm just going to rain it all down and everybody's going to eat but thanks for your time and trouble but no i don't see that he decided to do that he was honored that that little boy wanted to share that with him and he used what the prepared kid had god will use what you have prepared to use it's, it's up to us to make those preparations. And then what I find interesting about the little boy, even though he was a youngster, he didn't say when they brought him to Jesus and Jesus said, okay, let me have that. The little boy didn't say, now wait a minute. I want to keep one fish and two of the little round loaves of bread and then you can have the rest to distribute, but I want mine first. It says that he gave it all to him. He didn't keep it back for himself. He gave everything he had to Jesus to be able to use. Jesus was so honored by that. He accepted that gift and gave thanks for it. And whatever the small things that you do in life, whether it's through your office that you help folks, whether it's at your workstation, whether it's in school, wherever you go in life, if you present that to God, and you present all of it to him, he will bless those efforts. He took that one little boy's meal and fed roughly probably 12,000. I'm going to put the number there. I've, I've seen estimates since it was 5,000 men only plus women and children. That if you kind of equal those out, there's 15,000. If they had more than one kid, you've got 20-some thousand let's just round it off at 12 so that each disciple has a thousand to distribute the food with and he took the little bit that the boy gave him because he gave it all to him he gave his entire thing to god and said i know that you'll take care of me along with the rest of them and jesus gave thanks to god and blessed it and then he started breaking it giving it to the disciples so that they could take it to those folks that were seated in their groups of 50 and 100 and that reminds me Jesus gave an order when he said, have them to be seated. That was in, in the imperative mood, and that's a command. It's an order. And then I read that those in the next verse who were sitting got to eat of the bread and the fish that he had blessed. There's a small point of doctrine right there to take with us, that if I will read the word, if I will listen and obey, I get blessings from that. Because God honors those who listen and obey, you end up getting the blessings. You get to eat from the fruits that God will bless you from that with. Then I see that after they all ate, it says that they were satisfied. You know, the, the tense and the wording of this means that they kept asking for seconds and thirds. When I was young and had read this, i kind of had the mentality of philip and andrew i thought well jesus broke the bread and gave it to the disciples that's what they did one little piece and one little piece so that everybody would have something but it says that they ate till they were filled so imperfect tense means they asked more than one time they wanted seconds they wanted thirds and then they were completely full and it also carries with it the idea of being satisfied this word does not that it was just something to put in your belly and get you by to the next meal, but they enjoyed it. This is probably one of the tastiest meals that they had ever had because it, the word indicates a, an extreme satisfying of your yourself, your insides. And I would liken that if you've ever been like on a camping trip or if you've been fishing and you go out and you've fished all day in the cold waters in the north woods and you bring home some crappie or some smallmouth, and you fillet those up with some fried potatoes and cornbread, you sit down and you partake of that meal, it's better than anything Ruth Chris Steakhouse has got up there, flavor-wise. And you know what? You will remember that meal. Years later, you will be with your friends that you went up there or your family, and you'll say, you remember that time when we caught those and we had that big feast and we did all that? that's what's going on here they were satisfied to such an effect that they're going to remember this and now think about that 12,000 people are now going to be witnesses to Jesus Christ when they go home this miracle they not only saw but they also partook of they were a part of it and when John writes this gospel and it starts getting spread abroad if it were not true it would have been denied in its day they would have said i was there this didn't happen but no every one of the miracles everything that has ever been written in this book has never been denied people will try to deny god in other ways but even the pharisees of the days and the people who read what john wrote could not deny that this happened this is true And this was the witness then that these people would take out into all of their communities that he is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. So then he says, go around after everybody was full and let's pick up the fragments. And the fragments isn't crumbs. They weren't on the ground looking for that. These are chunks. These are usable pieces that can be used. And it says that they went around... And I like what the word says there if you're still looking at it. It says that Jesus said together that so that nothing would be lost. I like the way that sounds. I serve a God. I have a Messiah who doesn't desire anyone to be lost. Even a piece of bread. So think about that. If you're, like I said, a visitor here. If you are still kicking this around, if you're listening online i want you to know that this was written so that you might believe and this is true and this is the kind of god that you will be committing your life to as to somebody that desires that nothing be lost and then they brought everything back and it was in 12 baskets wow let's put that together 12 baskets how many disciples 12 each disciple is going to carry a basket with them you know why Not because they need supper. Jesus has already proved that he can create a meal for them. They're not going to lack. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's not that they're going to lack. It's because they came up that mountain with no bread. And by bread, I mean the word of God. They had seen things and it still hadn't sunk in to them that this was the Christ. So their lesson for today is the people who came up the mountain expecting a miracle were satisfied and they left but the disciples who came up the mountain not expecting a miracle you're going to carry a basket down for you to be able to remember this and I remember when I was in the army in boot camp I had a bad habit I didn't like to shine my boots I wasn't good at it but one day we had an inspection and they start going through your foot locker they pulled out those boots private Ewing come here they tied those boot strings together and they put them around my neck. And I had to wear those boots around for a couple of days. You know why they did that? So that I would get the idea that I need to be prepared. I need to be ready at all times. And this is going to remind me to have my gear in order. They are going to carry these baskets down the hill to remind them to get their self in order to believe that jesus is the christ the son of god now i don't know about you i don't know what your week has been this last week i don't know if you had a great week or if you had a lot of things happen that made you anxious that worried you that troubled you today starts a new week how about we start taking our bread with us and packing it in the morning and by bread i mean the word of god take the word of god with you and like this boy offer it up to christ and allow him to bless it and to break it off to you and to get you through each and every day i think that's the message that we find here in this word As they carried the baskets down to remind them to have christ the bread of life in their life each and every day let's pray father we're so grateful for your word it says in john chapter 20 verses 30 and 31 that jesus did so many other things oh i'd love to know everything i wish that i did have that book that showed everything that he did while he walked upon this earth as a man like we are but it says that only a few of those things were handpicked by you to get, be given to us so that we might believe that this was your son And that in believing in your son that we might have the gift of eternal life. Father at this time we want to take our bread with us as we go. And as we leave from here so that we're not like the disciples and we keep forgetting about it. Because I'm going to read in John or in uh, Mark chapter 8 a few months after this. That they're going to forget their bread again. And they think Jesus is talking about that and he's telling them. It's not about the bread, folks. It's not about the physical bread. I'm talking about the spiritual bread. Pray, Father, that each one of us will take that spiritual bread with us as we walk each day with you, starting today. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.